0: welcome to the pints and polishing podcast the most informational educational and entertaining podcast for auto detailers welcome to the community
1: Welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms at Total Auto Solutions. If you're on TikTok, find me at Detail Supply App. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot me a text direct. It's 918-800-1188. And I've got a whole crew here today. This is going to be a fun episode. Uh, I'll go through them real quick, and I'll probably butcher a lot, but it is what it is. All right, Greg can be found uh, on most platforms at Masterson's Car Care, Masterson's Wax. If you're on TikTok, find him at Masterson's Car Care. Best way to get in touch, though, shoot him a text, 562-335-2053. Sean can be found on most platforms at Orbis X Inc. Best way to get in touch, though, is shoot him an email, sean at orbisx.ca. All right, <laughs> yeah. so... Chris is our special guest today, and he can be found at DetellersRoadmap.com, is the way he wants you to reach out and connect with him. So, anything you hear today, reach out to him at DetellersRoadmap.com. Guys, thanks so much for your time and hopping in. Uh, I'm going to enjoy a uh, Harpoon uh, Irish Red IPA. I don't know. Nice. You guys ever, nice. have you ever, ever been into None. Irish, Irish nice. Reds? Nice. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: Only the women. <laughs> all, right. all right so chris we want to know because we shared some stories uh apparently greg d did a numbers game he was always if i could talk to 100 women i'd get 10 percent chance to close them we like that i i shared some stories last week back in the day of of, of going in and, and doing a little bump and grind when the when the when the song had come on at the club you know where yeah. were you, what were you doing? Were you a, uh, were you a clubber? Would you talk to chicks at bars? How'd you do back in the day at that top?
0: <laughs> yeah, the I, you know, we have a, I have an inverse story of that. So i I married my high school sweetheart super early. <laughs> so I didn't really, oh, you know, I got what married at like 22 or something, but we would always play the game of uh, maybe at a bar. Could I get that girl's number right in front of my wife? That was always an interesting game. I haven't played that for about 10 years. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> speaking to what you guys said, it's, it's a numbers volume, right? If you know, you can close 10%. Let's talk to a hundred people. So, um, but yeah, I closed at one-to-one and I, uh, you know, I married up. So <laughs> I took that deal early.
1: So I have a, I have a good friend on. of mine that I still go see on a regular basis. He's a, a pilot for Delta but he got his start by going through the air guard and that's how I got all of his time uh, flying. And, uh, this time last year, he retired from the air guard and now he's just full-time with Delta. And that's what he did. I mean, in high school, he actually slept with his wife more times in my house than me with anybody. Right. Like he, <laughs> we, they would come over and we'd do different things. And like they, like they, they, he was, she was the first one for him and they, He's never seen, never been with anybody else. There's Josh from, uh, he's a detailer uh, here in Oklahoma. He's the same way. He dated like, never was like crazy. Like, good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm a solid four and I grabbed an eight. And I know the rule of level is that I maybe could have gotten a five or a six. So I got an eight and I just love like, and there is no such thing as nines and tens. If you ask anyone, (laughs) they're not, that's not achievable unicorns. (laughs)
1: I agree. I agree. I, I do my best, uh, but I think I have hung up the, uh, least, I mean, I feel like right now I got a girlfriend, she's moved in, like, I think I've hung up the, I think I've hung up uh, the attempts, you know, it, it was yeah. definitely a lot easier, though, after divorce, the way social and everything's come out, uh, you can actually engage and connect with people in different ways. Sean, but think about moments because i know i've done this have you been Mm. at a bar or you've been talking to somebody greg you might have done this too and okay perfect example because it's the flip side of what chris did right (laughs) you're talking to somebody and like the night's going great like they, they want some drinks cool you buy them some drinks you're flowing through the evening it gets to that point and it's like oh did i just waste all my money at the bar and they you know something happened or they clicked off or you know they, they headed out or in Chris's example, he would just lead them on the whole time. Did you ever have that happen on the, the opposite side?
3: Um, yeah, for sure. Of course. There, there's always that moment that because uh, nothing's guaranteed. Right. So it's, you know, just a couple of, you know, young kids having fun, whatever. See you know, a will slap and tickle, see where it goes. But um, yeah, I uh, yeah, definitely. But I, I was always a pretty good closer. So I uh, didn't have too much, too much problems in that area. But um then again I also did the same kind of thing. What was it? Uh, Greg, you said something last week. I think it was the the ugly first or whatever. <laughs> That's go ugly fast. That's it,
2: go ugly fast. That's go ugly fast. That's where just go, you just go in and and you pick a a a, a six seven. And just yeah, yeah. go with it and 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 get out, get your action, go have fun, go it's to another bar.
3: Yeah, those are good for the nights where you just you need a sure thing kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: But here's the cool thing is that I think with picking up women, that you you that a 10 doesn't exist, but you can max out at a 10, right? hmm. By picking up a six and a four, same (laughs) night. Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and and you can actually you can actually pick them up at the same time
3: that's because, true though.
2: because they'll because they'll be like dude this is like a cool little you know like, I'm it's like, true sometimes actually you can
3: turn stuff. one into your wing woman you know she actually yeah, yeah, helps yeah, yeah. you Bring on the other one. Yeah, there's, yeah. Ways,
2: there's ways to do that. There's,
3: All right, so yeah.
1: if, if we've picked up the girl, right, we've, we've made this connection, mm-hmm. we've danced with them, we've either gotten their numbers, or like I said, we're social now, you can be like, you know, and it's really got a lot easier, you know, hey, let's connect on social and they kind of see who you are. And it's like, yeah, you, you want to go out? Like, yeah, let's go do something. So we're using this illustration, Chris, to, to give the example of being in a top of mind, I mean, sorry, a top of the funnel, going down to that second part of the funnel was last week. The third part of the funnel is now I've got to take them out right now. Now I've got to get this customer who's come in. Like, you know, we've, we've, we did videos, right. Greg and I've talked about how we've done videos. We, you know, whatever way we've connected with the customer, you know, now we need to get them over somewhere into that third phase. Greg, how do you typically send people to a website?
2: You know, That's a hard one. And I think that actually is the harder one than even the conversion itself. Right. And I feel like before you would just always want to list your website and and your websites on your business card and your websites on your product and your websites everywhere. Go to my website and you actually send people to your website. Now. I feel like this is, I, I, I feel like this is going to the future. I feel like people have a hard time clicking links now because they don't want to get spammed,
3: suckered into something.
2: Yeah, or suckered into something. And now there's only like two ways for people to go to your site is to manually enter it in or copy paste it, which is, I've noticed that's a big one. Or you have to pay money and it has to go through some secondary social media app, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, where when they just click the posting then your site just pops up boom and they're on your site right those are the only ways i think you can do it now all right sean thoughts
3: um i agree with the same a lot of things have changed especially with people's um you know ability to trust themselves and uh, you know ability to trust other sites that they go to so same kind of thing because so many so much of the low-hanging fruit has already been gotten after by these you know spammers things like that that people just they've been duped many times Uh, We use QR codes a lot, actually. It's something that I think is highly underrated. Um, And what we do is we focus on the journey, not the destination. So we don't focus so much on, you know, like uh, visit our website. Here's the destination. We focus more on the action we want them to do. And that goes to a landing page of some kind. So we'll say, you know, like uh, enter to win or we'll say, um, you know, book now. Different things. It's more the action versus the actual destination. We use QR codes and then we'll use uh, like URL shorteners as well. So they don't actually see this long link. They, they just see, you know, like bit.ly, whatever. And then, uh, so we use those things a lot as well. Helps for okay. tracking too.
1: All right. Uh, so Chris, give us uh, 20 seconds, introduce yourself for those that, uh, you know, that don't know. And, you know, you're here to really dive into what it takes to go into a website so introduce yourself and I want to ask you a couple of questions, uh, one being the one that I just asked them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm Christy Giovanni. Uh, I own 8-Bit Creative, which is a uh, marketing agency that mainly deals with manufacturers of detailing equipment and uh, of stuff. And then I own Oberk Car Care, which... Uh, is my business partner, David Patterson, as well. I'm sure Greg realizes O'Burke now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we have a product called Detailer's Roadmap, which is from our marketing agency, which is really kind of, you know, Sean and I always talk about it, is like converting, like creating websites that turn an ROI, turn somebody who might spend this and will get this. So Really, we're just a full web design house for detailers. So we will do everything from writing to SEO, uh, going into pay-per-click, launching an SEO. So completely right. vertical channel. Uh, so we're a manufacturer. We work for other manufacturers. We have uh, and we do websites for detailers. The only thing I don't have is I don't, I don't run a detail shop. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't have. So wow. You help run thousands of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's, that's it. Or the manufacturers that sell to them, you know, we help them quite a bit. So, so what, have we do you a found,
1: what have you found uh, from your analytics and stuff that is, is the main driver that pushes people to a website?
0: Yeah. I mean, main drivers. So going back to your woman analogy or taking a girl out, if you guys, you guys know, and I've heard Sean say this, and I've heard Greg say this, and this is completely accurate is that you need typically seven to nine touches to essentially convert someone to make a financial decision. So if we're using the girl analogy, it might be messaging her DM text phone call, and then finally booking. And in terms of a website um, you know, you have so many avenues and I think a website is not the end all be all. And I don't think a, you know, uh, an end platform like Orbis X is the end LBL. And I don't think pay-per-click or e-commerce shops is the end LBL, but I do think a collection of three to five marketing initiatives will essentially get that seven to nine touch point that will result in a financial decision or they'll walk away and kind of qualify. Does that, does that beat around way to answer the question? I don't know. Yeah, I don't be, know. <laughs> it
1: beats around. I mean, I, I think we see from our side, mostly our stuff all comes from Facebook and Instagram, but we're heavy on social. Um, you know, I just didn't know if you've seen analytics of different places that that sends more traffic to a website or not.
0: Yeah, so um, keep in mind too, we build e-commerce sites quite a bit. That's our uh, big part of our business, but let's just take detailers, for example. Um, what tends to naturally work is what the highest contributing factor right now today in terms of Google Google signals for local businesses is Google My Business. It's about equivalent to 30 to 40% of the traffic metrics. So if you're not doing Google My Business, you're missing out on one third of your business. Uh, Social channels, I talked to a guy today, he's like, I don't even have Google My Business, I'm booked out for three months, but he posts every single day on Facebook. Yeah, (laughs) I can see Greg's flipping (laughs) out already. But, you know, it's, I always tell people is like, get whatever you can done in what's an amenable time, you know, and you can't, these guys can't do Google, my business, Facebook, Instagram, create YouTube videos, do a full website, do pay-per-click Google ads. I mean, you tap out on some stuff, right? But I would honestly tell customers today and I tell people, everybody on the phone, if you're not on Google, my business, you're probably fucking up.
1: Yeah.
3: Good call. I agree. Good call. 100%.
1: All right, so let's go into the actual website, right? Because Sean mentioned that he would send people to a landing page. So let's clarify something because
2: I think websites- well, I wanna throw in something before you do that. Google my business, you know, because I know we're gonna get far off on this. And our buddy over there, Chris, I think he's right on this. Now, Google my business, Um. I strongly believe in the Google My Business, right? Like big time. I think it's like number one. And everybody I talk to, I ask them to leave me a review on Google My Business, and Google Business Maps and everything. Because I get a lot of people just walking into our store that come here because we have like 300 reviews and five stars on Google My Business. And I feel like Google My Business is very strong. Right stronger than Yelp. See Yelp calls me at least three or four times a month. And they say, Hey man, do you want to do some Yelp advertising with me? And I say, no, fuck you. Because they take reviews off their platform. Google, my business right now, just lets endless amount of pictures, reviews, everything. It grows so fast. Mm -hmm. And if people, I know a lot of people, they're not on Google business. And I'm like, how do people find you? When you give them their address, like I tell people (laughs) that people are like, Hey, do you, do you, can you give me your address? I say, just enter Masterson's car care into anything. It's going to send you there, you know? So good thing on Chris for the Google, my business strong. Nicely done, Chris. Great job.
1: I knew I'd be accepted someday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Sean mentioned a landing page. What's the difference or is there a difference? What is a landing page versus a website? what's a homepage versus a landing page? Walk us through some of that lingo so we all get caught up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, full disclosure, we try and treat every website we build as a landing page, but essentially here's here's the difference is that when you build a website and you have a page, typically you're you're building it for informational, trying to give con, you know, basically what you're doing, what the service is. You might be even able to, to build rank through the writing that you're doing through SEO work. The difference between a landing page is the landing page always has a goal in mind. And the goal usually is gonna be like, I created a page for ceramic coding and I'm typically gonna show a couple of testimonials, a video, a call to action of why book now, call now, let's get a quote in today. Let's get you moving tomorrow. And the first question people always ask is, well, what? why wouldn't you build every website like a landing page, right? So why wouldn't you just take that narrative and build it on a website every single time? Uh, and the, usually that's exactly difference...
1: what was going through my head. I was like, "When that's sort of like what a website has.
0: Yeah. And then the, the real reason is, um, one is a lot of times landing pages do not have any unique content. They're not written for SEO. So a lot of times they're paired with A social campaign, learn, you know, a pay per click campaign, a Facebook, a Google campaign. And so a lot of times they're not developed to rank you through natural organic search, which can be pretty timely, can be pretty sometimes even cost ineffective to write that much to get you to rank for the search term ceramic coating Toronto, Canada. So you usually don't blend the two together. You're really, with a landing page, you're making a very short, sometimes very narrow call to action, you're, you're putting maybe testimonials or video. I don't know if Sean's got a different idea, but a lot of times we're just making very, gr- very specific. Yeah. A lot of times a form is like the very first thing, right up top. Let's get yeah. you that quote today. Um, so
1: like when we've clicked on an ad from Facebook that sends us over to a small little sub kind of, you can tell it's not a full website, but it has a lot of stuff on it. And usually there is a form very quickly that they want your info. That's yeah. a landing page.
3: Yeah. yeah. To, gotcha. to put it in, in terms of like uh, following the girl analogy and stuff, put it this way. You've got your day-to-day Monday to Friday clothes. Right. And that, you know, is part of who you are and it's going to tell the world a story about, you know, who is Marty. Right but then you've got your Friday and Saturday night outfit that you might put on to try and close a particular deal. Right. So (laughs) That would be your landing page. (laughs) And so you're going to put on your, you know, your Friday, you know, come get me suit. And and that would be,
0: You might want to get something really fun on Saturday night. So you might be putting on clothes very particular to that mantra.
3: (laughs) Exactly. You know, the zip up mask and no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my Saturday nights are different.
1: When I've gone out to Denver to do, you know, this was pre Corona, right? You go out to Denver, we would do these these trainings and our certification trainings. Two of them, right? I I think I did five all together, two of them landed on the parade weekend where everybody was in these furry costumes oh, and, the, and it was this big sex weekend. And like, it was like, Oh gosh, that's the best ever. I, we walked around taking photos. Like yeah, it, yeah. It was great, like unbelievable. All right. Speaking of photos and videos, let's think about the homepage, right? Like Greg and I talked about how to do a video, different videos we take on different platforms you know, do we take one of those videos that we made from TikTok that, you know, got us in the top of the funnel? Do we put that back into the homepage? So there's the reconnect? Is it a,
2: do you recommend videos on the homepage? What, what does a homepage look like? Okay, for me, this is a weird question, Marty. i thought about <laughs> this for a long time. You know why, why, know why it's so weird? I, it's so weird because I feel like this, this thing with the homepage and the website, and the analytics and the SEO, I feel like this changes like every year or like every couple months, Google- I was gonna say every
3: quarter. (laughs) Every (laughs)
2: quarter, every quarter, always something changing in order for us to do this. Good example, I used to teach a detailing class back in like 2009 or eight around there, okay? And I still teach the detailing class, but inside this detailing class back in 2008, there was a, just a whole section about how to get yourself picked up on the internet. And hmm. there was a section in that class that talked about adding all your keywords at the bottom of your website or your listing or your adding or everything. Because back in the day, they were just like, oh, you did just add all these words that you it's want It's like free to for all, all. Yeah, <laughs> at the bottom. <laughs> and then boom, you're going to come up at the top. We all know that don't exist no more.
3: Yeah. no. <laughs> and,
2: and now it, now it's a lot of weird stuff. Okay. Now I've actually have, because we run a website, we run a very large company. People actually call me. They call actually us offering SEO. Um, optimization. Like counseling optimization. Yeah. yeah. They, they call us. Cause people want jobs. They work remote. They want to call us and get SEO work. I actually never take the SEO work, but I sit there and I talk to them for at least half an hour, 45 that was minutes. was like Sean. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Collecting information. Hour, yeah. Half an hour, 45 minutes. Okay. And I tell them, tell me what you think, what, what you think needs to be done. Okay. And every time we talk to them, it's something different. Mm. A lot of it is creative, original content. It's got to be original content. Then some of it is, it's got to be implemented keywords. Then some of it is, it's got to be a better landing page. It's got to be a homepage. So I personally feel like now, we're in a big changing time where there is so many different website types and all the manufacturers, like the big guys, the big players that make millions doing this, in this industry, their websites are all different. Like McGuire's is way different than 3Ms and Chemical Guys and Mastersons and and Turtle Wax. They're all so different. Whose is the best? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we know anymore. (laughs) And I think it's gonna come down to who who's attracts the attention of the consumer and what do they suck in? Because now if you want to get up on Google, you can just pay for it. So obviously we can just move our way up with the dollars. But what are the customers like? I don't know. We need to figure this out. It's going to be interesting. We
1: definitely do. It's that's that's part of this journey As we we've met somebody, we've connected with them and now we're taking them on the day. Chris, when I'm on the day, right? I, as, as Sean says, I'm going to wear... I'm going to wear something nice. I'm going to open up the door. I'm going to do certain things. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put on my mask. <laughs> um, you know, when, it, when, when a customer lands on a homepage, what what are they expecting? How What should be on there? Should it be video? Should it be like Greg saying back in the day, a bunch of keywords down the bottom? What What do you sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, typically the biggest, at least how I build sites. Now I'm not you know, God, when it comes to building sites, as as Greg has said, you know, there's not, let me
1: click him off guys. (laughs) Hi Greg.
0: Um, So typically how we always do it is people, I think Greg said something very important right in the beginning is that people don't, you know, he's, he's like, he said people aren't clicking. Uh, And I partially agree with that. I actually believe people don't read um, quite a bit. People don't read at all. They're looking for something immediate. So Usually, when we build websites, we tell people within the very first headline, town, area, and what they do. If you are putting headlines like only the best and then, you know, are forcing people to scroll down, I think you're really just doing your consumer a, a, a dissatisfaction and you're forcing them to scroll down and you're going to get what's called a high bounce rate, which means they're probably leaving right out of the bay. So right on the top of the website, tell people what you do. If you're doing a ceramic and you're a ceramic specialist for your area, say the area, say what you're doing, get up front and make call to actions for your site. So a lot of our sites will have call to actions galore. Uh, I've been accused of having them button heavy, if anything. Um, And honestly, we used to build gorgeous, gorgeous websites on Webflow and Gorgeous doesn't get the the job done. No one gets the job done when you're going on a date with a girl. Yeah. Would you like to come home? Yeah. You, you know, sometimes you have to ask the question.
1: Well, so, but we, you also gotta meet some of those needs, right? Yeah. There's some things that you gotta meet for unless you're suave like Sean. I wasn't quite suave, suave like, like him. Sean. So I didn't have quite the words. I had to figure out what it was <laughs> that they were looking for so that then I could. Let them know that, hey, I could do that. Hey, we're yep. good to go on that. And then we could go with that. Hey, how about we go back to my place or go back to your place? Like there's got to be that connection. What is yeah. it that connects people on the journey of a website so that they click by? I yep. know you said you like to put a bunch of buttons, but there's also some psychological, some emotional things that go into it. Yeah.
0: Being professional, getting professional photography done, qualifying the customer by, saying the area that you work in, what you're doing, and immediately telling people your service is provided. Because I'll tell you what, on average you're getting a scroll and a half to two scrolls max on a homepage. Sure. So we don't build really long pages. We build really short concentric stuff on, on detailing websites. So if, you, if you're getting people who are interested in the homepage, if you go to a ceramic page and we've built over a hundred sites in 90 days for detailers. So... Uh, We've got a pretty impressive. No, thank you. Appreciate it. So, our conversion rate—a conversion is basically when someone clicks a call or fills out a form. Our average conversion rate right now is about eight and a half to nine percent. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that—that means you're talking to a hundred people on their site, and eight and a half to nine are clicking to call them or converting and doing a form. The Greg average- be,
2: it was close was to 10%. About, yeah, Greg had a 10% you. close when he was he talking are, to him in the yeah. bar. It just, so it it just got what brain. it ends up being. There's just yep. like, there's no other way around it. Like you can't get more. It'll only go up like plus minus a percent.
0: Well, the average, the industry average is 0.9 to 1.9. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John knows this from doing it's, other sites years ago.
3: Oh well, yeah, it's uh, true like when we got two to 5% from an online campaign, that was like after months of refinement and making sure it was perfect, but it started off less than 1%. And then we would build up. There was one we hit, it was like 4.8 something percent. And that was like pop the bottle of champagne from 2003 time. That was like, yeah, it's really low because the number of tire kickers is, is so high. It's Oh, put it this way. How many tough guys, you know, in your neighborhood versus how many keyboard warriors do you know? You know what I mean? There's, there's thousands, right? So it's the same kind of principle. Someone in person, it's going to be easier because the sales process is different. Um, people have a harder time saying no when they're in front of you, but online, phew, oh man, it costs me nothing to click around. It right. might cost you Google ads and stuff, but it costs me nothing. So, so yeah, that's why the percentages are so low.
0: Yeah. And I, going back to Marty's thing of just like, what should be on a page is we treat every website like Amazon what I mean by that is we tell for, even for a detailer, what are you doing for in the ceramic coating? What's the service? What's your rough price point? And we're doing a call to action. So just like if you were going to go buy Masterson's product or Oberk online, and you were going to Amazon and you go find some products, you're going to go find the product. You're going to find the feature benefit and you're going to look up reviews and you're going to do a call to action of buy now or walk away. And we do it no differently. So we always tell people when they build websites, tell them what they're doing, make a call to action, qualify the customer. And then if they're not qualified, if they see that you're 500 bucks or $10,000 or 4,000, at least they know. And they won't call you expecting a hundred dollars service when it was going to cost a thousand. That's true. All right, so
1: are you, this is, this is interesting. So are you a fan of putting prices on a website?
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a fan.
3: You're I'm the same. That, yeah. Yeah. If you don't, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like price should not be a mystery. And in fact, part of our sales process, that's the first thing we lead with. Uh, we lead with price and we say, look, yeah, okay. You want the, you know, this, this ceramic coating or this detailing, Oh, you want to get your, you know, your suburban fully detailed inside and out Well, the price is, you know, 699, does that make sense to you? And then I'll pause and I'll wait for them to tell me yes or no. And then if they say no, I'll say, well, what would make it make sense? That now becomes the thing that I'm going to hone in on and hit them with. Same thing you should do online is the exact same thing. Uh, try something. And if that pricing doesn't work, that's where you can adjust things with you know, special offers or maybe add something else in, like uh, something that looks like you're adding a lot of value, but it's a low cost item. But definitely lead with price, especially in ads, because you're paying for those clicks. So put the price, that way you get people that have already, in their mind at least, said yes to that particular price.
0: I mean, taking a real world example, I have a customer in New York and he did one month of putting all the pricing on the site. He got 148 leads in a 30-day period. And then we took his pricing off the site. Um, I'm sorry, off no pricing on the site was 148 leads in a month. We put pricing on the site, it dropped. It went to like 78 or so. And so I asked him at the end of that kind of 60-day period, like, what was your close rate on it? He's like 90 plus percent on when he adds websites on or had the pricing on. And he was less than half when he didn't have any pricing. And so I would ask you this is like, listen, we got pretty close to the same result each time, right? The amount of leads were booked every 30-day sample, but you wasted twice the amount of phone calls that 30 days. And you guys know calls and texts and phone, you know, so... I, I personally, Trudle. if you're yeah. if you're a hard closer and you can close really well on text or email, um, phone, I think a lot of people close well. If you're getting on the phone with Greg Masterson, you're you're getting sold some shit, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, if you get if you're getting text or email, I think it's harder to close via those. But 100%.
1: Chris, a little update though, what you're not going to get on the phone with Greg is a close on cleaning his car. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's true. <right. laughs> Nobody still waiting. Nobody still waiting. Just, just so you know just so you know chris we ended up we, we talked about this for almost a couple months that i needed a detailer to come and wash my car especially since i sliced open my leg and needed a detailer to come and wash my five cars we could i ended up hiring an employee here we just mm-hmm. trained him from the from the scratch on how to wash these cars and now he's washing the cars and we're filming tiktoks
0: Nice.
3: nice
2: it's 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 crazy how that works just so you know
3: yeah. <laughs> the offer's been there though the offer's been there for months now. yeah yeah
1: i mean so in, ca- for- in case you're in the area chris i know you said you didn't have a shop, but if you wanted to you know wanted to break it out and you know pry off that uh, you know first time jitters <laughs> you know
0: if you yeah. happen
1: to be in his area
0: no nope, man i'm good uh, no. all right <laughs> take pricing off you'll get you'll get more leads put pricing on your quality of lead tends to go dramatically up that's usually how we tell it and i don't i don't necessarily think there's one way right or wrong i personally prefer to put pricing on but we have customers that tell us all the time you know i'd rather go off and so their leads will go up but the quality typically goes down
3: yeah but it does depend on your sales process i think you're you're right there like If you don't put pricing, you have to have a sales process that accommodates that because it's going to be one of the first questions and customers don't like being surprised unless it's good surprises. Um, So when they're hit with a price, be prepared that that might be shocking for them and you're going to have to back it up with the value uh, to close them at that point.
2: I, you know, I think the price has been shocking to everybody every time I've told them the price on anything, whether it's $5 it's true, or a million. But that's what you have to sell you the value.
3: Go,
2: Yeah. are you know, like, oh, ow, ow. How much is this going to hurt? I'm like, well, our, it feels good to spend money. See, there's two types of people I notice in the world. The people that they love spending money, it feels so good. I just love it. Like, oh my gosh. Like the dopamine rush of spending money. Oh my gosh. That's me. Oh neat. 100%. My and, then, and then the people like, <laughs> ah, like no i can't spend the (laughs) money yeah 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 right but like trust me it's like it's like there's there's this restaurant that i ate at in miami it was called poppy steak this restaurant there's a thousand dollar tomahawk steak it comes brought to you in a briefcase covered with gold and then there's gold on the steak and then they come out they bring it with all these hot girls, their titties out and they're like, yeah, they're all partying and everybody's having a good time. And then they put that steak down on the plate or, and they open up the box and they slap it with like a a hot iron that says poppy on it. And it goes, (laughs) and everybody's like, yeah. Do they do the salt bake? right
3: yeah.
2: yeah it's it's intense <laughs> i've seen this on tiktok i actually went to the restaurant but imagine the dopamine rush of spending that $1000 you're like dude that's oh, yeah. so sick like i cannot believe that that's why people do that so what type of customer are you you know attracting that's that you know put your price on there if you if you put low price starting at 2999 you're going to get the walmart customer but if you put starting at 299 you're going to get the- true
3: oh, and and at the twenty they're still going to ask you if they can get it for 15 They
2: will still, they will still, 100%, 100%, 100% you know.
3: That's why you always raise the prices a little bit, knowing that, and I, I see people all the time posting the things like, oh, you know, like, would you, would you ask that at Walmart and stuff? The reality is it's a service business. That's what happens in the service industry, especially in, as we've talked about before, industries with low barrier of entry, you know, yeah, they're yeah, not going to yeah. give, the same respect as they would to like, would you pull that with your dentist? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you know, also
2: uh, I I was thinking about this, a great one for detailers. If detailers are tired of negotiating price, stop taking cash. Mm. I guarantee you stop taking cash. You will all of your negotiations of like, can you do it cheaper? Can I get it hooked up? No, sorry. Like I only take card. And then when you show them on the thing that this is the price, I can't change it, sorry, like it doesn't work.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay,
2: no problem, scan the card. boom, done. Nice,
3: all right,
1: yeah. that's uh, that's cool. Nice little tidbit of information there, I like it, yeah. I like yeah. it. All right, so Chris, uh, we've got a homepage, we've got uh, probably an FAQ maybe, or about us or something like that. We've got a uh, a packages, you know, is there anything else that we're leaving out in this little journey before we're, we're, you know, maybe they didn't click buy on the homepage. They went and looked at prices and they still didn't click buy. Is there is there anything else that we can, you know, we're on this date with them? Anything else that, you know, is there one last drink we can get them? Or, hey, we need to get dessert. You know, what is it that we need to get them to click buy?
0: Yeah, I think um, a couple things that people could do on their websites that is like a last resort is, simple things like newsletter signups. And, you know, I've talked to Sean about this all the time is like, we can get even just their information of just like a passing goodbye. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if, are you interested, we'll stay in touch. I'm telling you email newsletters still can get them in that funnel. Again, we can rotate them back in, give them a chance to come back if they were slightly interested or instead of giving, you know, them the option just to fill out a form. And if that's too much, you know, we do it We do it all the time for our sites. We integrate with like Orbis X and dynamically use that form to book immediately. If they're ready to make a purchasing decision slash go home tonight, let's give them the <laughs> opportunity to make that decision for themselves. And let's use that like dynamic form or book now, you know, kind of let's give them every opportunity to kind of essentially lock in. Um, so websites that are either A, they need to be making some additional call to actions. Newsletters are always help, but we should always try and either A, give them the opportunity to book immediately and purchase or B, gather more information so we can touch base with them again. It's essentially what it should be. If they're coming in and they're leaving and we didn't get their information or they didn't book, it's considered a a failed conversion. Okay,
1: I think there's- Just a a second, Greg, I I wanna go. I've got a couple different questions I wanna ask. And we'll come back. No, Greg. (laughs) <laughs> um it, there's there's right, there's there's so many clicks we get. There's so much time we're allowed, right? We're on a date, there's there's only so much time in the evening. So how many clicks on average do we get before they they hop off? And you know, what affects that negatively?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you you rec- said one time too, is like how many, how long is too long or how short is too short on a site. I don't think there's any perfect answer. Personally, as Greg said, there's a hundred different sites. Um, I could tell you on average, our sites average one, one minute and 52 seconds that a user is on, which I consider pretty decent. Anything really in, in a seven to eight page website, anything longer than three or four minutes means they're probably having a hard time figuring out where to go.
3: Uh, <laughs> or they at least left an and they went and took a phone call.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to your question of just, and your question was, I apologize, I got I'm off track here a little bit. It's, it's what, was,
2: what did you say was the average for your sites?
0: Yeah, for a five-page site, it's about a minute 52.
2: Okay, I, like, you know, just, we're just checking right here. I got a, we got a bunch of pages on this site and this is on Masterson's Car Care website. Which is a
0: much bigger site.
2: There's a lot of shit on there. One minute, 30 seconds. That's how fast people look. It's like if I just want to look, and I want to get out. It's like that quick. Why do I need? Why do you need to stay here looking on stuff? You have to make it engaging. Yep. And I I wonder nowadays.
3: That's where one good thing with Chris. Oh, go ahead. Sometimes
2: sometimes are the sites too engaging? You go to these sites, and is there too much stuff? It, It makes me wonder because I feel like nowadays there's two types of sites. There are these sites where there's a lot of stuff and a lot of video and a lot of everything. And you're like, damn, that's a good looking site.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then,
2: and then there's sites <laughs> where you're like, this site's so basic, like why? I feel like it goes yeah. those directions now. And I want to know in the next soon, which one is a better performing site? Because from my um, experience with running businesses, just because the site looks better, doesn't mean that we're going to get any more sales.
3: That's true. I mean,
2: nothing. It could, you could have the best site in the world. And you could get no more sales than just having a little button. Well, but, yeah. but it seems to be a
1: general consensus there that we all have to have a website. Yeah. A oh, website with a couple of pages. You've got what, four or five click opportunities before they bounce out. And you've got within a minute and a half to two minutes to try True. and either close the deal or... Make an appointment <laughs> for a next date, right? Like- you know, if, I,
2: if I was a detailer, right now, well, I'm a detailer, but if I was running like a detailing business today where I did services, only services, I would personally just rather have a website that just says my phone number and my address and that's it. And I would actually just run everything off Google My Business and that's where all the pictures go, all of everything, the phone number, the contact, my hours. And then I would just send everybody, just Google me. Interesting, Greg. I, I've been,
1: and this is what's fun. I, I, no problem sharing. I've been very heavy, which most people that have followed my journey so heavy on social. And then my website is completely plain. It's almost boring. It's, but a lot of people say it's simple and it's easy to navigate. I, I've been so heavy on One Direction, um, and so that's great Great that you brought it out. Chris, what's your rebuttal in a sense of, you know, should somebody have a fancier website? What should all go into that? Like, we, we seem to do okay, right? Mm. We do okay with simple, or like Greg said, I mean, you can just have, like, a very simple landing page that just has some general information. Why go through all the trouble for... A minute and a half opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And and I would roll it back to the exact same scenario of seven and nine touches again. It's you and Google my business. Let's take Greg's opportunity here of Google my business and only doing Google my business. And that's it. So that's the only channel someone's going to find them. Just keep that in mind. The only channel. So you Google, you know, not to put Greg on the spot. You just told me you have a hard time getting people to click a link or search. So now you're saying you want them to go back and search your name?
2: I feel like everybody just uh, uses Google. Like, like, I feel like I don't, I don't even actually go to websites. Like if, if let's just say I'm going to buy something and I want to buy.
1: Greg, I think what you're saying is sort of like, let's put it in this way. You're using Google My Business, you're using social, you're using other platforms as your website
2: and not really a website is what you're saying. You got to have a website some way. They, they even, I agree.
1: Even, yeah.
3: even,
2: even to get a Google My Business. But not as your like
1: good. predominant main place that you put out information, I think is what you're saying.
2: because I feel like a website is like, is, is like a restaurant or like, let's say, like a nightclub websites like a nightclub it's where you spend time and there's a lot of other places out there that are better to spend time like TikTok and facebook and all those other places and i think people would rather be jiving over there than sitting in your you know little website oh, yeah. i mean
1: that's i think that's part of the debate of of where we're at in the in the journey right like yeah. If, I'm, if I'm in this funnel or if I'm creating this funnel to try and get people to come in, yeah, you're right, TikTok and some of those fun places that people are, that gets them into the funnel. But then I have, I mean, the, the question still remains, Chris, do you, do you invest a lot into with a lot of stuff into your main website or do you invest it more into TikTok, into social media, into other platforms? If I only have a minute and a half for somebody to be on there, do I really yeah. invest into it much?
3: I'm going to actually jump in real quick. If you don't mind, Chris, Yeah, go for <laughs> just it. just because like I came from like, I have a marketing company. We used to do websites. We've now kind of scaled back on that. Um, and so now we funnel a lot of things to, to Chris because he's doing everything all in one encompassing for clients, uh, which is good. The reason I mentioned that is that the detailer can't do everything. And I find that a lot of people try and do it themselves. And so myself, we did it ourselves in the beginning because I owned a company that did this kind of thing. Right. Um, if I didn't, would have hired someone to do it 100% because I will say that it's better to have a good website that you're actually gonna utilize as a tool versus just a web presence. There's a very big difference there. And it's better off if in the beginning you do as Greg suggests and use Google My Business, but really you do need to do them all because here's the thing, it's rare that your customers will use your insurance for example, but you having insurance can help you close better deals and more deals. So similarly, someone might see that you have a website, they might, they might not even ever check it, but just seeing that, oh, he's got a .com oh, Yeah. Then they go yeah. the other stuff. And it's just that alone kind of tips them over the edge. And so it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, you're talking with the girl at the bar and she's like, oh, he's got nice outfit and stuff, you know? Oh, and his, his belt matches his shoes or something. I don't know what it is, but it might be that one little thing. Just John, don't your, kid us. You used to do that
1: particularly just so you, that you could close oh, some deals, still right? Still do. What are you Most talking definitely. about?
3: Every Most day I still definitely. have to close a deal with my wife, so I still do there's <laughs> deals being presented every day. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> always be closing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's
0: there's just so many ways to hit your customer, and go into you know those points is like there's so many lanes and opportunities, and I always tell people is like hard focus on three. I think three is a good one. And if you're doing TikTok and you're doing Facebook, just remember a lot of times, even on Facebook and Instagram, you have to pay to get in front of those viewership. Still natural organic is hitting less than I think 7% right now. So if you make a post less than 7% of the people that follow you or maybe interested are going to see it unless you boost it and you target audiences. So, you know, just a post on Facebook nowadays, you just to really get an attribute to people, you, you have to put money behind it. And so going to these guys point is I think Sean hit it on the head. It's a tool. I personally use websites as a qualification and a, are you ready to buy tool? We treat it like an Amazon. So if they've seen you on Facebook and they've seen you on Google, my business, and you're happy in those two realms, you've got that website as a tool to either contact or see your pricing. And essentially, shove off or get involved. One of the two, because you're not going to put your pricing every single post on Facebook. You're not going to do all your contact forms. You're not going to do your CRM management through Facebook because guess what? I know you guys go through it because I'm sure you do it as well as someone contacts you on Facebook messenger. You respond, fuck, I lost them. I forgot about it two days later. Whereas the, you know, it's just another Avenue, another tool for you essentially to close the deal. Um, and so Plus you okay. have more
3: control over it too. So you can build your funnel your way versus yeah. like Facebook and stuff. You're limited. I mean, this new Apple update that came out, they're not sharing as much info and stuff like that. So you're kind of at their mercy. Yep. Whereas like a website, just it's the cheapest real estate you'll ever buy. That's for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. And we're, you know, I we've built websites that are 10, 20, 60, a hundred thousand dollars before too. And it's just, we intended to make a platform that's easy to understand very value positive for the for the the detailer and we see a lot of people say i you know can i just pay off the whole site but it paid for itself in a couple after a couple weeks you know that's that's our goal is to kind of essentially create an roi for somebody so these are all tools we can all do things but you know and and i greg is the king of content creation (laughs) but i think you're gonna have a hard time getting a guy who's working eight to eight to then hop on and make TikToks all of a sudden. You know, do I think it's an important part of your business? I think it can be, but I would first ask, where's your customer living? Is that 45-year-old who's going to spend 2500 on a ceramic coating? Are they on TikTok? Or should they have been traditional Google searching and maybe on Facebook? And I would probably argue they're on the ladder.
1: Well, that's gonna open up a whole lot of worms that we're not ready to do. Uh, <laughs> Next episode, <That's- laughs> because we yeah we Can't can go. Uh, I'm we coming go- out of my bed. <laughs> you might be right, but in a couple years, that 18 year old's gonna be 21 to 24. Yep, they've got their first time job and they've been watching you on TikTok and they just bought that nice car. It is a longer play on TikTok. You are correct. Um, so we have journeyed down. We've got them through the website. We bought them some drinks, we bought dessert, but it's getting late and they're not buying. And you could tell that, listen, I just might as well go home and visit Rosie one more time because it just isn't going to happen. Now, they didn't say no, that they wouldn't go out again. So we're going to schedule another date. They had a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't mean that doesn't mean the relationship's over. It just meant that they weren't going to get it that night. Right. So continuing on next week will be a discussion into how do we continue to keep them into the funnel? Do we send them back to TikTok? Do we, do we go back to social media? Do we use a platform that will connect with them? Uh, you know, do we do, uh, it's almost like there's a little bit of old school with email. Is that, is that a thing to still do or text messaging? What's text messaging now? There's all kinds of different ways that we wanna jump into how to continue that person in the funnel so that we can eventually seal the deal and uh either stay with them hopefully that's it maintenance (laughs) maintenance is key we continue (laughs) down this journey and continue them as a customer for a longer period of time and we're not just getting a one-night stand so chris man thanks so much for your time thanks for hopping on everybody check out detailersroadmap.com for more info about what uh, chris has been talking about greg and sean much appreciated and uh I didn't really get to talk about the beer, but I enjoyed it all the way down to the last part.
3: So. Community. Community.
1: Community. <laughs> all right, you guys have a good night. Take care. you <laughs> much for listening to that episode. And if you got any value out of it, Hey, go share it. Go let people know what you heard on the Pints of Polishing podcast. And listen, if you want to leave us a review, we would love that, you know, five star, one star, hey, whatever you think we deserve, if you would leave us a review, greatly appreciate that. And thank you so much for being a part of community.